So welcome to everybody. And um, <clears throat> Ryan uh, went over the main principles of prosperity. And as he indicated, you know, our whole life is about being disciplined and doing our practices. And the most important one is to focus on our spiritual health. Because when we have spiritual health, everything else falls in place for us. And everything works in the harmonious way that it should. So that's our main focus is our spiritual health. This second session, uh, we'll be talking about uh, the spiritual practice of conscious manifestation. And we'll also focus on the technique of creative imagination. So I'll go over some uh, basic principles and um, talk about why it works and how it works. And then at the end, we'll actually uh, conduct a guided practice of creative imagination. We all know being on the Kriya Yoga path that we have a lot of disciplines and practices and techniques to put into place in our lives so that we create the best environment for ourselves to unfold spiritually. Creative imagination is just one of those techniques that we use in order to allow ourselves to be open to the process of spiritual unfoldment. And as Roy Davis has indicated, when we live our lives, we want to be prosperous and successful in all areas. You know, you want physical, mental, emotional well-being for ourselves. We need to take care of all the duties and responsibilities that we have in life. We have all kinds of roles to play. And we need to take right actions and practice the appropriate disciplines so that we can thrive and be successful in life, in all areas of our life. And that's being really leading a true spiritual life. Now, we all know from the Kriya Yoga practices and our studies that the main purpose of our life is to unfold spiritually, to awaken to the truth of our nature. But we also have other duties, other responsibilities, and other purposes to fulfill in life. That's why we're here, to express from a spiritual point of view, but to successfully conduct ourselves and meet the purpose and our goals that we have in our, in our life, because we have those roles to play. So Roy Davis would often point to a number of concepts that we should be familiar with and learn to express in our lives in order to be successful. The first one was that we should learn to cooperate with the laws of nature. Learn to cooperate with the laws of nature. And I will um, go over those laws a little bit later in this discussion. But when we look at the roles that we have, you know, we have duties to ourselves to be disciplined. 
We have duties for a job or career, duties to our family, our friends, our society. And we need to make sure that we work cooperatively with a natural process in order to be as successful as we possibly can in those areas. I know that when I first met Roy the first few years, um, he would come to San Jose and do uh, weekend seminars. And at one point after a seminar, I was talking to Roy and he asked, well, what do you do? What do you do by way of work? And so we talked about that a little bit. And he said, well, is it, um, do you think that what you do is beneficial? And I said, well, yes, you know, it, it, it does help individuals. And um, I think that there's a lot of help that is needed out there and it's only a drop in the bucket, but yes. And he said, okay, good. And the point that Roy was making is when you look at your job and your career, you want to make sure that what you are doing, participating in, is beneficial, is helpful. Uh, You certainly don't want to be in a job situation where it's creating harm, any kind of harm to yourself or to other people. And when you are in a situation where you're cooperating with the laws of nature, things do unfold for the benefit of society and community. And you find that your life overall flows freely and flows easily. Doesn't mean you don't have challenges. We, we will absolutely run into challenges in this world, but the difference is how do you handle them? Are you reactive or do you look at them and um, lay out a plan how to solve this problem, how to overcome this obstacle? And that's the difference is when you're in tune, things are working smoothly and in harmony. And that's the way you want to do is work cooperatively with the laws of nature. Uh, Second component that uh, we need to ensure that we're successful in our life is to have our our needs and our wants and our desires easily fulfilled. We all have absolute needs. You know, you want to have shelter and food and um, a way to support yourself and those you're responsible for in a comfortable fashion. And we all have wants, you know, you want to be successful in your contributions to society and we, you can, and it's also okay to have some desires, make sure your desires are reasonable and make sure that they fit the appropriate process of your life and your spiritual understandings, but it's okay to have desires. And we want to get to the point where these needs and wants and desires are easily fulfilled. You attract in your consciousness the ability to express these successfully. And then the third aspect is make sure that you have the ability to attract all the resources that you need in order to accomplish the goals and the aims and the desires that you have in life. You need to be able to attract them. And as Ryan talked about earlier, 
is it's all about what you hold in consciousness. And if you look at your consciousness in terms of your habitual ways of thinking and the uh, way that you imagine your life, that's what you attract in your life. That's the circumstances that will manifest in your life. And so we need to look at all the things that we establish in terms of what we want to accomplish and our um, ability to feel financially secure, emotionally secure, our relationships should be harmonious uh, and be able to attract whatever it is that we need at the moment and throughout our lives to be successful. So it's uh, not useful to hold limiting thoughts about uh, what you are and how your life expresses because that circumstance will manifest. And if we look at Roy Davis as an example, I remember, um, I recall a story that he told uh, a number of years ago where when he first started off, he really had nothing. He had no foundation uh, organization to support him. He didn't really have strong financial means to uh, begin the truth teachings. So he established his goals and decided, well, I'm going to go from city to city and I will present seminars and lectures. And he would set all the necessary, put all the necessary steps in place to accomplish that. And one of the things, and I believe that Ryan Strong mentioned this earlier too, is one of the things that Roy was a real advocate about is if you're starting a new venture, if you're looking for a resolution to an issue, go to the experts. Seek out a professional who has the experience and the knowledge and learn. So that's one way to become knowledgeable and skillful so that you can move forward. And Roy would do that at the beginning of his career. He would seek out other speakers that were in the same area that he was lecturing, and he would attend their seminars and then talk to them briefly afterwards and get to know them and, and uh, ask questions. So he told the story that he met, um, and this must have been in the late 60s, I'd say, he met Joel Goldsmith who was a very successful, self-realized teacher, just had a very flourishing uh, following and did financially very well to spread the truth. So Roy saw that Joel Goldsmith was lecturing in the same town that Roy happened to be presenting a workshop that weekend. And so he went to see Joel Goldsmith. And he talked to him afterwards, and they set up a meeting to have a private discussion the following day. So Roy goes to Joe Goldsmith's hotel the next day, and they sat, sat and chatted for a while. Um, and by the way, Joe Goldsmith had known Paramahansa Yogananda previously, and he was initiated into Kriya Yoga by Yogananda. So then Roy said they sat down and meditated for a short period. And then after meditation, Roy asked Joel Goldsmith, well, and this is not verbatim, but my recollection of the story, Roy asked um, Joel Goldsmith, how is it that an individual such as myself who has 
no backing by a foundation no, and no financial means. How do I grow my, uh, my teachings? And Joel Goldsmith said, he, Roy said, Joel just put on a big smile and stretched out his arms. And he says, Roy, while it's all around you, just take it. It's there for the taking. And that's true. And Roy knew that what Joel meant was because consciousness manifests, creates, produces, and sustains everything. And we are one with that one consciousness, all of us. It's all there for us to simply accept and take into our lives. That's true prosperity. And so Roy, if you look at his fine example, starting off uh, virtually with nothing at the beginning, created quite a following and uh, quite a success in sharing the spiritual truth. Um, He ended up with that beautiful retreat center at CSA and um, provided the teachings on a free will donation basis. I mean, everywhere he went, anywhere he went, worldwide he traveled, he would simply rent a hall, rent a hotel, conference room, invite people to attend, and then said, just donate as you will. He never, ever charged a specific amount for the truth teachings, and yet his success was quite incredible. And I remember one time he said, without a doubt, you just open yourself up and people will be supportive. Consciousness supports the work. And indeed he did. I don't know how many, how many of you have actually gone to CSA for a retreat, gone to the facility. Oh, good. So many of you. If anybody hasn't, I certainly highly recommend it. Um, Roy's consciousness is just uh, present everywhere on the grounds. And the meditation room is just uh, a wonderful experience and energy to to sit and be quiet. Uh, It's good to go spend a week or two or even three weeks there and just really commit to being quiet, to being reflective, meditate more than usual, and... um, just take in that moment of really connecting with the soul. It's a great place to to retreat, so I highly recommend it. The fourth element that Roy would talk about would obviously be, and the most important one, see to your spiritual unfoldment. Uh, As disciples, we know there's all the practices that are outlined in the Yoga Sutras. Um, Roy certainly talks about them throughout all of his books. And we take a look at Kriya Yoga practices and disciplines. They cover all aspects of our lives. Um, And so it's a lifestyle that we live in a constant practice in everything that we do. And I think one important thing to do uh, to understand uh, the, the process of creative imagination is to also be grounded in some concepts of our spiritual understandings. It's, it's important um, so that we can be successful in the practice and really in all of our practices. So the first key concept is understanding God, as we call it, understanding that what God is having a concept of pure consciousness 
God is pure consciousness. This pure consciousness is the creator, the producer, the sustainer of everything that exists. And I know that when I first um, got into the teachings and read pure consciousness, it's, it's a concept that the mind can't quite grapple with and really understand. But it is an inner experience that we can have and that we can come to know just by simply meditating uh, proficiently and adequately and surrendering yourself to the process so that all of our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, our perception, and what is more commonly known as our ego identification is dropped. When you can um, sustain your focus so that clarity emerges, then you can experience your pure essence and connect with that one consciousness. That one consciousness is everything. This pure consciousness permeates everything that we can see, that we touch, that we come to know. It is in everything. Uh, the second concept to understand is the laws of nature. And these laws of nature exist. It's a very orderly process function that pure consciousness created so that the world works as it does. And the laws of nature are objective and they're impartial. So they work the same for me, for you, for everybody. It doesn't treat one person more favorably than the other. It just exists and it's there for understanding and for your use. You can learn to cooperate with these laws of nature and utilize them for your spiritual unfoldment and for the success in any aspect of your life. Now, the two laws of nature that I'm going to cover, one of them is the um, cause and effect. And we're all pretty familiar with cause and effect in the physical world. Um, you know, if I push an object, that object is going to respond by creating movement. So that's cause and effect. And the harder I push, the more distance that object will travel. So that's the cause and effect movement um, at the physical level. But there's also a cause and effect in our thinking, in our mental processes. Um, and this is evident also to us when, you know, you uh, just smile at a person and acknowledge them. Your cause of that smile creates an effect on an individual. Uh, if you show kindness and compassion to somebody who is having a difficult moment, uh, that is a cause and effect on that person. You caused an effect on that person. And by the same token, if you um, have a mean-spirited, mean-worded um, sentence towards somebody, that has a different effect on an individual. That's a cause and effect. Well, the same thing is um, true for us in terms of 
how we hold our thoughts and beliefs and our feelings. What we think causes an effect on the circumstances of our lives. It gets created, it gets manifested as a life experience. So that's why it's so important for us to stop and be the witness, be aware of how you think, of how you feel, of what is it um, that you have held as a belief within yourself. If we don't monitor that and we allow just random thoughts and feelings and reactive patterns to exist, then that's what shows up in our life. That's what gets manifested as a circumstance in our life. So cause and effect now are not only a physical thing, but they're also a, that law is also applied to our mental processes. And then uh, the second um, law uh, of nature is the laws of attraction. And the law of attraction has also been known to be called the mental equivalent. And it's as simple as what you think, what you believe, what you feel, and what you imagine is what appears in your life. And if you really are self-honest and you look at the way you hold life, your belief system, what you think is um, true about your life and the way you think and feel about it, that is the way your life is manifesting. Now, <clears throat> those are the circumstances that you currently have in your life. That's, that's, a, that's just a fact. So that if you believe that you're a victim of people's reactions, thoughts uh, about who you are and what you are, because we've been called a lot of things in our life, I'm sure, and we've been told a lot about ourselves. If you believe that, then that's what shows up. So what you think and believe and imagine is what you are. And there is a... Um, There's this mental equivalent that works because this pure consciousness created a cosmic mind, a universal mind. And then we are an individual mind of that cosmic mind. We are an individual expression of it. And so there is a connection there between our individual minds and the cosmic mind. And so the individual mind is, is thinking, our individual mind is thinking, it's imagining, it's feeling, it's got um, recordings of memories and impressions about us and our belief system about how the world works. And as long as we hold on to limited beliefs about who we are and what we are, then that's what gets manifested. That individual thinking process, that individual mind with all of its beliefs and impressions and subconscious recordings sends a message to the cosmic mind and the cosmic mind responds in kind to meet those thoughts and beliefs and those feelings. 
So we need to choose carefully and constantly be aware of what we think and what we allow ourselves to believe about this world and how we feel and how we respond to it. Not react to it, we need to respond appropriately. So uh, the spiritual connection and the spiritual awareness and acknowledging this aspect of pure consciousness and being a unit of it is critical for our spiritual unfoldment and for the success and prosperity, everything in our lives, all aspects of our lives, harmonious relationships, drawing to us what we need to fulfill. If you have a a new venture that you're beginning to set a goal toward, the way you hold it in your mind with a success pattern, with knowing that all the resources will be provided and all the answers will be given is what will occur. What you hold in your mind, the mental equivalent, will show up in your life. So it's critical to um, observe what you think and what you believe and what you imagine to be so in your life. So the actual uh, practice of creative imagination is simple. Um, And the whole key to it is making sure that you hold it in your mind appropriately and that you're open to the universe to provide um, your aim, your goal. And the best way, I think, to apply the creative imagination process is to use it in a uh, general purpose for your spiritual enfoldment. Now, you can also have a goal, a specific goal. Let's say that you're in need of a, an automobile or a new place to live or you're looking for a new job. Those are very um, useful and desirable goals to aim for as well. So the process itself um, is you simply choose a goal. You want it, your goal or your aim or your purpose should be life-enhancing. Uh, You should want to awaken, to be clear-minded about where you want to end up, what the circumstance is that you're trying to attract in your life. So remember the technique itself, what you're doing with creative imagination is you're diminishing any limiting conditions that you have, any beliefs that don't allow the manifestation of what you're trying to create, what you want the circumstances to be in your life. So you're not um, creating some fantasy. You're actually eliminating the conditionings that exist now that do not allow that end result to show up in your life. So you're eliminating and diminishing, minimizing the limitations of holding that as not being in your life. You're actually diminishing um, the conditionings that exist that do limit you. So when you set a goal and you decide this is what I uh, want to have manifested in my life, 
it's a reasonable goal of reasons. Uh, first, you want to make sure that you have the consciousness, the clarity, the ability to accept that in your life. You know, if I, if I set a goal like, oh, I want to be a gymnast and um, compete in the next Olympic. Well, you know, not too realistic at this point in my life to see the body to be able to do that. I don't think I could conjure up the consciousness and create that to happen. So you want it to be reasonable and you want it to be um, life enhancing, something that enhances your life. And certainly using it for spiritual unfoldment purposes is a wonderful way of uh, getting that sense of feeling and accomplishment and seeing yourself as a true spiritual uh, being. Um, once you have done that, you've, you've identified your outcome and it's reasonable and you um, know that you can succeed with this, then you just sit quietly and you calm your senses down. You try to get a clear state of awareness where, you know, the thinking and it's kind of in the background um, and you just sit in a state of clear awareness. So it's really best to practice this technique right after meditation, because then you have the calming of the entire systems and the clarity um, to impress with a, a clear state of consciousness. So we sit quietly and after meditation is the best practice. And then you create this mental picture of your outcome. Now, if it's a, uh, you know, an object like you're trying to purchase a new car, you want a new home, you want a new job, those kind of circumstances. If you can create a clear picture of that, that's great. Now, even, you know, creating a new job, for example, um, or your identifying having more self-knowledge, uh, maybe the picture isn't quite as clear for you and that's okay. What you do then is uh, focus on the feeling of how would you feel? How would that be to have that experience? And then just sit with that sense of feeling of accomplishment. Um, sometimes another useful technique to complete that picture for you, if it isn't a clear mental picture, is to uh, think about how you would celebrate that outcome if it were to manifest for you. How would you act? How would you, what would you be saying? Uh, would you be acknowledging it to somebody, you know, somebody special and sharing that outcome with them? And that's the kind of feeling. And you've had those experiences in the past where something has manifested in your life that you have uh, identified as a goal and taken the appropriate actions to complete. And we need to do that. You set your goal, you, you kind of outline, you know what things you need to do. You can't just sit there and wish for a job and then sit on the couch and wait for it to come to you. That's not how the natural laws of both 
consciousness and the world works. You have to take the right steps as well, but know that it will come so that when you set the goal and you have experienced in the past, meeting that final success, achieving that outcome, how have you felt? You know, what, what did you do to acknowledge that? Did you call somebody? Did you talk to your partner? Um, share it with your best friend? What do you do in those instances? And that's the kind of um, feeling and picturing that you want to have when you practice creative imagination. Um, now, the key to the creative imagination when you mentally picture is that feeling of accomplishment. So it's important for you to think about, okay, then how would I hold that feeling? Would I, you know, acknowledge it with somebody? Would I celebrate? Uh, what do you do to capture that same feeling while you're practicing the creative imagination? You have to feel it is in my life right now. It, I have accomplished it. It exists. It is there as I know it to be. And that's it. You hold that feeling and it's in your life. And then you just relax. You can never have a doubt about the outcome. Because if you practice creative imagination and you hold that mental picture and you've attained that feeling and then you come out and you meet your world and you go, oh, what am I going to do about that job that I wanted? Well, that's creating the doubt and creating the conditioning in your individual mind that that circumstance in your life has not been achieved. And what do you get? You get non-achievement of that circumstance. So you want to hold it and maintain it no matter what. You can't come out and then have your doubts again. You you just keep that feeling of achievement that it's already there and it'll manifest. Now you need to, uh, once you, now if you want, you can just practice this once. And if you maintain that level of uh, commitment and to the feeling and to the accomplishment, it will manifest. But you have to be open to consciousness open enough to allow consciousness to bring it forth in its own time and its own way. If you try to control too much of it, you know, I want, I want it to happen this way and I want it to happen by next Friday. And then you're limiting consciousness from bringing it forth the, 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 in the best fashion for you and your circumstances. So just be open and let consciousness do its work. And it, it has to manifest if you maintain that sense of accomplishment that it's already done in your life. It already exists in your life. So those are kind of the keys about practicing creative imagination. It's not complicated, but it does take practice. And like all our other practices, such as meditation, um, you get proficient the more you use it. And if you start off with um, a reasonable life-enhancing um, outcome 
for you that you know and you have confidence that your consciousness can accept that, the cosmic mind will bring that circumstances to you in its own time and it's an and it's in its own fashion. So that's what we want to to do and to practice. So we're going to do a little practice, but I'll um, kind of any questions about the process at this point? Okay, everybody's looking like how many of you have actually practiced creative imagination in your in your life? Put it into practice. Very good. And, and it's a useful uh, technique. I know I personally use it uh, for my spiritual unfoldment, just holding in consciousness that I am a pure spiritual being, that self-knowledge, self-realization, and knowledge of God-realization is within me. And then you just hold that throughout um, Everything that you do, you bring that clear awareness and you know that, that pure consciousness is a manifestation of yourself as an individual unit. And you express from that level all of the time. And it's a great technique because it keeps you in tune throughout all the activities that you do. Just bringing God awareness, bringing that clear awareness rather than um, the conditionings that can pop up. And I know we've all experienced this where, uh, you know, you feel good, uh, everything's in harmony, um, you're tuned in, your clarity of awareness, and you run into somebody that says something or does something that just makes you react. And it's those subtle subconscious conditionings that can still exist for us. And we need to take a look at that and say, there, there I reacted again, so that you diminish, you minimize that reactive pattern over whatever somebody says or does. And you bring yourself back in balance. Um, So we're, again, with this technique, trying to eliminate any of those little subtle conditionings that still exist that limit us from being free, free from those conditionings. That's what our goal is, being self-realized, being spiritually realized, being spiritually healthy, so that we're not limited by whatever beliefs or conditionings or memories or old emotions that may still reside at a very subtle level. So keep working on that. Um, allow yourself to be honest with uh, any reactive patterns that we might have so that we continue to dive deeper into our spiritual self and have more self-knowledge. It's endless. It's, it's the, the spiritual cosmic process is a fascinating one to learn more about as we go into the silence and deeper into ourselves. Okay, so I think with that, we'll do a little practice of the actual creative imagination process. So let's get comfortable sitting upright like you're going to meditate. And we'll just take a few moments to 
Close our eyes. Take a few deep breaths. Inhale slowly. And exhale through the mouth, letting all of our stress and tensions, any thoughts of issues, concerns in the mundane world, just let them go. Just let them go. And then place your attention up in the upper regions of the brain and the third eye center. And just be focused with your attention at that one point and looking beyond. Allow the attention to flow pointedly with focus. And just allow your clear awareness, the awareness to be clear. And as you are focused at this one point, in the clarity of awareness, you identify with peace, calmness, serenity. Feel yourself to be one pure consciousness, individualized an expression of it, the ultimate reality. And then begin your mental processing, bring your mental picture up of the goal or your aim or your desire. And if it isn't a clear mental picture, then just identify with the outcome. How would you feel? What would you do? How would you act if the end result were here right now? and feel that outcome as having manifested here and now.
and just rest with that mental picture, with that feeling of accomplishment. It is done. Express gratitude for the circumstance in your life, right here, right now. And then we'll close with the affirmation. I rejoice in life. I thrive. I flourish. I am successful. And I am fulfilled in all ways. The prospering power of the universe flows through me and all around me. God's grace and blessing is bestowed upon everyone and nurtures the planet. I am thankful to be open, conscious, and in tune with the infinite at all times. Thank you all for being here and um, 